Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. There's other uh, likenesses in the... 21.4 says, uh, And Cain talked with Abel. Uh, Genesis uh, 4.8 says, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass that Cain rose, uh, rose up in the field and slew him, you see. All right? There you have being a murder. Death. Over here in Revelation, and there was no more death. No more uh, impossible to die. And now, that comes, to, uh, that brings me to this thought, uh, that uh, the one great problem that you will have, uh, that most people have in studying the last two chapters of the Bible, is to read, well, if this is a new heaven, if we are going to be on a new earth, why is it that it looks like over here that nations come? And uh, aside, there are dogs without, see. And, uh, and it looks like that uh, 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 that there's no more crying and no more tears. They say, well, well I, I didn't think that tears would ever get in the new heaven, the new earth, you see. Well, now, what uh, the, the solution is just, to me, a common sense uh, understanding. What? What is being written here, and what is written, is a uh, taking the normal expressions and understanding of uh, the natural man in saying that there be no more tears. It doesn't mean that there's tears in heaven, but it's contrasting the joys of the new creation and the new heaven with the present heaven. And the present earth, our present relationship, we know what tears are now. We know what sorrow is now. We know what death is now. Uh, but it simply says uh, that there will be no more. doesn't mean that there will be some. There will be for a while, and then it will cease, and then there will be no more. Uh, but the Bible describes the characters uh, about who you know the... Uh, that no whoremonger, no uh, 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 covetous person, all such characters that's also described in 1 Corinthians 6. Why? Uh, it means that they that do those things now, that, that character, that type of man, well, that type of man not going to be in uh, on the new earth. See, new heaven. That's all it means. It's simply contrasting uh, the present uh, man in his present state and contrasted in this in the future state. And uh, verse five of chapter twenty one says, "And uh, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away." Now he doesn't. He's not saying that the, but he's telling you because the former things are passed away. Well, in in Revelation twenty one one. Uh, he, he has a new heaven and a new earth, 
for the first earth were passed away. Now, and he's still uh, uh, referring to it. Verse, uh, verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne. Now this is the same man that's upon the throne that, beginning back in verse 11. See. Uh, before whom the, uh, the heavens and the earth fled away. Uh, behold, I said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. You see what God has done? He's given John a, a, a vision. And he proceeds to write it. And he writes it down as that vision. Well, he goes back. At the same time, God gave him another vision. All right, John's got to go back and pick up that vision and tell and give the climax, the end of that vision. And he said unto me, it is done. That is, uh, all things now come, come to an end. It's, he's reaching the yeah, he's about to, about to come uh, to the uh, the end of the all these things, the things in the earth. And he said, "I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely." He's fixing now to describe and discuss uh, the Revelation chapter twenty-one, uh, verse two. Uh, let's read verse 1 to, as we begin the chapter. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 2 uh, after the uh, the first heaven, the first earth, and passed away, and there was a new heaven and a new earth. This scene opens with the uh, being on the eternal ground, eternal state, eternal age, eternity, heaven. There is no age after this. This is the eternal age, as I understand the scripture. Now you're going to will note. Uh, a little later that uh, one of the great problems of chapter 21 and 22 is whether or not the holy city of verse 2 and verse 3 is the same as the holy city of verse 10 of this chapter. And there are great scholars on both sides of the issue uh, that tells you that you have two different cities under consideration. Uh, one is the eternal city. The other, uh, that verse 10 precedes verse 2 and 3 by 1,000 literal years. The city at uh, verse 10 uh, is uh, uh, coexistent with the millennium. The uh, earthly city, the city of Jerusalem, the new, uh, new Jerusalem of the millennial period. In other words, that makes verse 9 uh, through, uh, uh, well, actually uh, through verse uh, 27 or the end of the chapter, that makes this portion of scripture uh, to be a recapitulation. In other words, uh, 
chronological events happen, occur in order, until we get to verse 8. But at verse 9, we stop a while. We have a pause. We have an intermission. We have a time out. And uh, in the chronological order of, of eternal events, we go back now a thousand years or during the thousand-year period and place the descriptions of uh, verse 9, 10, 11, and on to the end of the chapter. We have to go back to apply this to the times during the millennial age. Well, such scholars as J.A. Sice and... Um, uh, well, uh, Sice, um, Scott, Walter Scott, Kelly, and, uh, Darby, and, uh, I'm trying to think there's another one. Uh, oh yeah, uh, George Beasley Murray, one of the, of the present day scholars. He's one of the, uh, one of the Greatest thinkers I, I've read of, read uh, of in a long time. He's professor of um, some sort of Bible interpretation or doctrine or prophetic truth at at uh, Louisville Seminary, Louisville, Kentucky. Now, uh, and he believes that he believes that verse nine, we we are in order. Now, the things that are in order begin with verse with chapter nineteen. Uh, where we have uh, the chapter 19 opens uh, with the hallelujah uh, chorus. Heavenly beings rejoicing because of the downfall of the harlot woman, see, and uh, Babylon in all of its form. Then we have announcement that the bride, uh, uh, that the marriage of the Lamb is come, but the marriage doesn't take place. It's just an announcement. That it is, uh, that is at hand. And then you have heaven open and the Son of God descending with the heavenly host. And then you have the battle of Armageddon. And then the result of the battle, the end of it, the beast and the false prophet cast into the lake of fire. Satan is imprisoned in the abyss. Then the thousand year reign. Then the resurrection of the uh, uh, the wicked dead uh, follows that period. But along with that, uh, um, uh, before that, though, is the uh, the uh, and, and this group uh, encompassing the camp of the saints. About you know they come out. And it's a last final overthrow. For Satan was loosed out of his season. Now, after the thousand years, he was loosed, and then he gathers his armies together. You see. Uh, then, uh, and then the next event is the, uh, the great white throne. And then uh, the, after the white throne, uh, of course, Satan is cast uh, at, uh, at that point. Satan, the Lord, uh, fire from heaven, just like the fires of Sodom and that we noticed last uh, week, uh, fell from God and devoured them, see. Well, he was cast uh, into the lake of fire at that point. Then you have the the judgment of the great white throne, and then the passing away of the the new heavens and the new earth, and the uh, 
Uh, and, and those are what is known as chronological events in the last time. Now, uh, some, uh, and, and I wouldn't argue with a man just how he places one or two of those uh, items uh, about uh, uh, the resurrection of the wicked uh, and so on. But the problem comes up this way. And that's one of the things that I emphasized last week uh, with reference to annihilation. I don't believe the earth is going to be vamoosed. I don't believe it will just pass into a non-entity. But that it will change its form. Its uh, uh, quality will be changed. It will be cleansed. It will be purged. It will be uh, purified. Now, if it passes out of existence... You've got it passing out of existence with the wicked dead in their graves. And it becomes, an, and, and the body along with the earth melts with fervent heat, you see. And you would have, you would be teaching the annihilation of the body of man. And therefore, if the wicked rise at all, they rise in a new created body. Not the body in which they die. And if that's the case, you wouldn't have a resurrection at all. You'd have a creation. It wouldn't be resurrected. It would be a creation. The word that's used throughout Revelation is, uh, is uh, there are several words for new in the original language. This, the word for new here is new in the sense of Joseph's new tomb. Jesus was buried in Joseph's new tomb. Well, now, he wasn't, it wasn't uh, just hewn the day before he died. It wasn't made the week before he died. It was new in the sense that nobody had been buried in it. Uh, evidently, there was nothing uncommon with if a person's body had deteriorated in open tombs or completely gone that to be reused for some purposes, you see. Uh, but the word new means uh, uh, new as to its qualities. New as to its uh, uh, as to its usages. Now, so we've got a new heaven, a new earth. We've got a new man. In creation, it's the same word. It's used with reference to the new creature in Christ Jesus. Well, you don't have a, a creation of a of a new being, you have this same man, but he's new in the sense of renewed. He's new in the sense of reborn. Not something come into existence that didn't heretofore exist, but he exists now in a qualitative state in which he has never existed. He's existing now as a child of God. He's a new creature in Christ. But it's the old, and then you still have the old man, see. But he's yet a new in the, in that that he's born of God. That's the way this world, I think, is going to be. I think this earth, the airy heavens, are going to be uh, uh, purified, changed, not pass out of existence. And the whole heaven, stars, huh? and everything. Yeah. Well, now, the Bible is not uh, clear uh, about the stars and the sun and the, and the moons, but possibly it does include that. 
It certainly, uh, it certainly will not include the heaven, the abode of God, see, God's dwelling place, and the heaven and the angels, the angelic host. But uh, uh, the old, the flood, the uh, the earth perishing uh, because of the flood, because of that judgment, is used as a pattern of uh, the new heavens and the new earth. The earth that then was, was destroyed. Well, now, it was just destroyed as to people living upon it. It was destroyed in the sense that nothing uh, lived, but it was, uh, they walked right back out on the same earth that was there. It was new in the sense of a new beginning, a new start. And eight men, eight people, made that, uh, were the, nucleus of that beginning. Whereas the original earth, there were only two, Adam and Eve. So, uh, but the problem is this. Uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of reasons why people don't believe this or can't accept this. It goes against their reasoning power. Well, if the heavens and earth are going to be dissolved, well, where are we going to be while it's melting? Where, what, what about God's people? Alright? 21.1 says he sees them coming down. Well now, uh, throughout the, throughout the scriptures, uh, uh, like 1 Thessalonians 5, we're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation. Uh, now we're going to be caught up, and it's, uh, when the Lord comes. That's an initial catching up at his coming. All right? Then when he gets ready uh, for this earth to be destroyed, uh, I think he can take care of, uh, of his people. I don't know whether the Bible is silent as to their location, their locality. But the, we, they are on the earth. They live and reign upon the earth in chapter 20, chapter 21. They're seen coming down from God out of heaven, and we now have a holy city. They're, they're seen and referred to as a holy city. Now, this holy city is not heaven. Yet, the holy city is a heavenly body, group. They are, uh, it will be composed of individuals. But there will also uh, and the, this, this state, this age, this condition will be a place. It's not just going to be a, a state in which spirits uh, flitter to and fro. Uh, because heaven, and this is the only heaven that you can read about in the Bible. This new heaven and this new earth that comes down from God out of heaven. God comes down. We will notice that here in verse 3. The heaven there, verse 2, is that yeah. would you, what you'd call the abode of God? Yeah, that's right. That's the, uh, uh, that's the, uh, and, and the angelic beings, the seraphim oh, and cherubim. That's right. Because, see, there's a, uh, the atmospheric heavens, and then the starry heavens, and then the third heaven, the heaven, uh, the abode of God. But now, I, I don't think that, uh, uh, there's any need for a purging of, of that heaven. So, 
That, it doesn't reach to that. In other words, you say the Bible is yes. silent about whole every star, everything like yeah. the way, moon, right. Jupiter. We don't know exactly what's going to happen to them. That's right. Uh, personally, I, I I'm, I'm of the opinion that they will abide uh, despite man's walk the moon. I don't know where uh, the Lord would uh, destroy it because of the pollution of man. Be there or not, he left some stuff up there anyway, didn't he? There's a lot of, and there's all sorts of stuff shot up there, they tell us. But, but anyway, uh, the, the Bible does say, it, uh, of course, that we need, uh, we won't need the light of the sun or the moon, you see, or the stars. But that doesn't mean that they won't still be in existence, but they're necessary when you come. Why? Because here is God has come down. And the whole, uh, the whole, the idea of salvation in the Bible is light and life that we're that's derived from God. And when we get over to uh, a, a little further here, uh, in the description of this city, we'll, uh, uh, I want to, if I don't forget it, I want to point out uh, that that pertains to the glory of God and uh, the, the, the perfection of and God's glory is the essence of salvation here, of the, of the blessings of salvation. And because uh, uh, that's what the Lord, the last of the Lord made was that we might behold His, see, the glory that He had with the Father before the world was. All right, now, if that, and that seems to be the ultimate and the chief, of the blessings that could come to the disciples, to the children of God, is for that prayer of Christ to be fulfilled. What? That they might behold my glory. All right, now I want to, I want to, we're going to start back uh, in Genesis 40 with the glory. Well, we can do it now. We're out a little out of place, however, it still pertains to this city, this holy city that he sees coming down. Uh, in the fourth chapter of Exodus, the tabernacle was finished. It is completely built. But it was an empty building. Absolutely uh, worthless. Absolutely, uh, as far as God was concerned, it was just an ordinary building, anything that they had, until God's, by his symbolic presence, took up his abode in the Holy of Holies. And it was because of his uh, figurative presence, as well as his spiritual presence, which was signified by the uh, cherubims and also by the cloud above. Mm-hmm. Now, that, uh, that represented, uh, God said, Moses, you make me a tabernacle that I may dwell with man. With thee, in other words, uh, I want a place to meet you, that you're, uh, where I can commune. Now, the whole idea of salvation uh, comes from Genesis. By uh, in the very first scene, you have God communing, walking, and talking with Adam, and then sin, and then no walking and talking, but curse. A locked gate, paradise barred, no return. Right? 
what was it? It was the presence of God they didn't find. They had uh, walked and talked with, him, with God face to face, Adam and Eve. Well, now then, uh, here in uh, Exodus 40 is the very next place, time, that you have God wanting to dwell with man again. And it was God's idea, not man's idea, not Moses' idea, not Aaron's idea. Moses and Aaron didn't feel the need to build a tabernacle uh, in order for God to be with them. God appeared and led and directed before. But as far as dwelling, abiding, you see, all right? You come on down to the time of, of Christ. Of course, you have this in the temple. But then when Christ was born, uh, John, in the first chapter, tells us that the uh, that he... Uh, dwelt. He was made flesh and dwelt, tabernacled with us. And what? We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Now, uh, it was the glory there. Or it was, that was a symbol of his glory, the, the very Shekinah glory, the presence, you see, symbolized by the fire, pillar of smoke and fire. All right, uh, when, uh, all right, look at, uh, let, let, let's, let's run a, a few references. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 2, 8. And, uh, and, and you'll, you'll notice that the uh, chief emphasis, uh, I'm going to try to collect, connect, uh, uh, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hebrews 1, 3 uh, tells us that, uh, uh, that he is the brightness, see, uh, 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 the express is, who being the brightness of his glory. In other words, Jesus was the brightness of the glory of God. Now, the light. Now, what we're going to get into here in Revelation, you see, is uh, we, we're going to read about the tree of life. We're going to read about the light that will have no, that this city will need no light of the moon or the sun. Why? Because Christ is the light, himself is the light thereof. And there will be no temple. Why no temple? The very building, the very purpose of a tabernacle the, uh, uh, by the, that God had Moses to build was in order that the people might assemble before the door of the tabernacle and worship God, commune with God. All right, when Jesus came in, the very purpose of the body, of the flesh, the incarnation, was the, uh, in order that he might reveal God might make God known unto, uh, uh, unto his children. That there might be fellowship, that there might be worship. And uh, so now we're going to uh, notice that in, uh, uh, well, Hebrews, uh, in Hebrews, First uh, Timothy 3.16 tells us that this glory uh, uh, that he was caught up, you know. First uh, Timothy three sixteen. That's one of the uh, one of the greatest uh, passages. 
uh, I think uh, by the Apostle Paul that God uh, gave him. Uh, now, you, you'll find several uh, several things uh, spoken of there. Uh, the mystery of godliness. Now, what it has, what it pertains to, is the very presence of God uh, in the world. Notice, he says, uh, and without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Now Luke twenty one twenty seven tells us that when he comes back again, he's going to come back in glory. And uh, and then First Corinthians fifteen forty three tells us that when he does come in his glory, that he's going to raise us up in glory, in glorified bodies. And uh, and then uh, John seventeen twenty four, as we mentioned before, is is the prayer that the Lord Jesus prayed that that uh, just before the night that he was arrested. He prayed that we might behold his glory. And then in Colossians, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, third chapter, uh, and, and verse four, uh, and also first chapter, uh, well, in the first chapter there's a, a, a lot of things pertaining to it, but, uh, all of this is going to have its fulfillment in in our study here in Revelation. Verse 4 says, Who when Christ, who is our life, notice life now, uh, who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Now, we've, uh, when will that be? Uh, we're, uh, that is, uh, uh, we find in the ultimate Fulfillment of that in Revelation 21, uh, 1 through 22, 5. Not the millennium, but when God comes down in the new heaven and the new earth, comes down to this new earth and tabernacles, dwells with man. All right, uh, in, uh, uh, In 2 Timothy 2.10, uh, there you have the appearance uh, of uh, when, when the Lord uh, appears. 2.10, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that, I may, uh, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Now, in, uh, uh, let's see, I think I want Colossians, uh, the first, uh, first chapter here now, uh, for a moment. Uh, we'll bring, bring that in too. Uh, Colossians 1.16 says, For by him, now notice, all things, now here's a, here is a, a chain of references 
Uh, why? Because uh, 21.5 tells us about this city, all things are made new. Now, if you just run a reference uh, in your concordance on the all things, uh, and Colossians 1 and Hebrews 1 and Hebrews 2 gives you a pretty good summary of the all things that I, uh, that uh, and that John is referring to in Revelation 21 5. Uh, in the 16th verse it says, For by him were all things created. Now uh, this, uh, this is the exaltation, the glory of, the, uh, of Christ. Now notice verse 16. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 16, the first statement is that Christ creates all, has created all things. Alright? Then, verse 17, leave out the first thought, first idea there because it was already stated in verse 16. And you have a new thought. All things were created for him. See? Then, verse 17, and he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. All right? Now, in uh, Hebrews uh, 1 uh, and, and verse uh, verse 2, uh, it tells us that uh, his son, that is, by, uh, by his son, whom he hath appointed, heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Now, uh, here the son, the Lord Jesus, is heir of all things. All right, in uh, the second uh, chapter of Hebrews, uh, and verse uh, 10, for it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Then drop down to verse 17. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be the merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of his people. Now, uh, what I wanted you to note was the, the scope here. All things. Now, the heaven and earth has passed away. Behold, all things uh, have become new. Uh, why? Because it's to the praise and glory of his grace. And it's all in... Uh, the the glory of God uh, is uh, to see it, to behold it, and to see God face to face is eternity, is heaven, is life. That's the height. Uh, you can't ask for uh, a, a second uh, greater encore. In other words, when when we have seen God face to face, that's what John says in First John. Behold now. Are we the sons of God? But it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he appears, 
we shall be like him. Why? For we are seeing, see, as he is. That is, face to face. It's the, uh, but now, God hadn't been seen. He closed the door in, uh, in, in, in uh, the first paradise, in the Garden of Eden. Uh, and, but he revealed himself, yes, but not as he had to uh, to Adam. And uh, even in Christ, God was veiled in human flesh. And uh, in the temples of old, uh, yes, the Lord dwelt in temples, but uh, but the temples couldn't couldn't contain God. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.